What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Terminator 101. I'm Eddie Green, and this episode is so insanely special to me, and hopefully to you guys as well, that I just want to get right into it. But before we do, just got to, you know, talk a little bit here for you guys, um, catch up with you, haven't talked to you in a pretty long time. This is the first episode of June uh, 2019. Um, you know, I like to kind of release a few episodes a month. Uh, it's just been a really busy month for me, but um, of course, you know, I am still doing stuff. Uh, hopefully you guys are checking out uh, No Fate But What We Stream, which is my live stream show that I co-host with Gershom Reese Wetzel over on the Terminator 101 YouTube channel. I've uh, been doing a lot of the streams uh, recently over there. Um, also, Patreon, I have been releasing some content there. Actually, this episode released a week earlier then you're hearing it now, uh, one week ago, um, as of, uh, what is today? Today is June 19th when this episode releases. So a week ago, June 12th, um, this episode was put up on Patreon. That's one of the benefits of being a patron, uh, over there. So think about joining patreon.com slash T one Oh one podcast. You get early episodes, extra content benefits, all that stuff. Um, so yeah, you know, I am still doing and, and, and I'm always constantly, you know, scheduling and, and, and getting more guests lined up and thinking of new, interesting content to give you guys. So while the episodes might not be, you know, consistent with the podcast, um, you know, I'm always posting on social media. So follow me there at T101 podcast. I'm always doing something Terminator related is what I'm trying to get at here. So, um, yeah, having said all of that, this episode is so insanely special. This is the T2 3D Battle Across Time cast reunion special for the 40th episode of Terminator 101. We're just 10 episodes away from 50. Once we get to 50, my one-on-one with Michael Bean, yes, my one-on-one with Michael Bean will be released on the podcast. And of course, uh, at, you know, once we're probably like at 46 or episode 47, I'm going to put the Michael Bean uh, episode unedited completely over on Patreon. So if you guys want to hear it, you know, much earlier than the general public, think about joining the Patreon. Um, but yeah, so that's all everything that you can expect coming up. But this episode, let's focus on episode 40, T2 3D. You guys know how much I love this show. This show means so much to me, and, and I know I speak for so many, probably you listening. I I speak for you. It's it's This show is so special. It was so special. It is so special. Um, just a little history for anybody listening, uh, just to kind of fill you guys in, in case you're, you know not that informed and that's totally fine because uh, you might just be a casual fan t2 3d battle across time was a former attraction at universal studios florida um, and i actually live in orlando so it's you know pretty pretty close to uh, where i was so i was there constantly when it was there it was originally developed for uh, universal studios florida and then it uh, migrated as you uh, might say over to hollywood and then to Japan. So in Florida, it opened April 27th, 1996, closed October 8th, 2017. So we're approaching uh, two years this October 8th. Uh, 23 years though, you know, 23 years ago is when it opened. Uh, the show itself ran for 21 years. 
really, really impressive. The Hollywood version opened um, May 6th, 1999 and closed December 31st, 2012. So, you know, it had a little bit uh, shorter of a lifespan, which is fine. Um, And Japan is the only place currently that you can still see this attraction. That opened March 31st, 2001, and it's still in operation. So if you are dying to uh, see this show, Japan is where you have to go. And I didn't mean to, you know, Dr. Seuss that, but yeah, it's where you got to go. So the show was originally developed as a sequel, like a mini sequel to Terminator 2, and it reunited pretty much everybody, uh, James Cameron, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, Edward Furlong, Robert Patrick, Stan Winston, probably a lot of the effects guys, you know, a lot of people that were involved on T1 and T2 came back for this. And that's what makes it so special. And, you know, I I don't think of it as canon to the story. And I have talked about this previously on um, the other T2 3D episode of the podcast. You can go back. It's one of the earlier episodes um, talking about it. And uh, even though I don't consider it canon, it's definitely the third best Terminator film. It's better than all the non-Cameron sequels. It's better than Rise. It's better than Salvation. Better than Genesis. Sarah Connor Chronicles. Battle Across Time just fits the mold so much better than all of those things. And it's literally what? Like 12 minutes long, you know? 12 minutes, the entire show maybe. Uh, the you know the film itself was not long, but that's what was so cool about it was that it was this this hybrid of a stage show with performers who are, that that's who we're talking to that's who I'm talking to in this episode. Um, very excited to uh, share that with you. The performers, the people that lived this show day to day on a daily basis for years, um, those performers would interact with the 3D film. And uh, it's just such a special thing. So anyways, guys, enough mumbo-jumbo, me rambling on. You probably knew all of that stuff. You're probably thinking, Eddie, I want to hear your talk with these people. Who are you talking to? Well, let me tell you who I'm talking to. Jeff Brozovich and Mark Matthews both played the T-800. We're also talking to Kiana Politis, who played Sarah, and Jason Latona, who played John. Now, Michael Sawyer, Michael Sawyer played the T-1000. Unfortunately, during the conversation, I blame Skynet, his call dropped, and uh, there was no way for me to add him back in without interrupting the entire recording, and I've never done a mass recording like this with that many people, so I didn't want to mess that up, um, and, you know, we had to make sure schedules aligned, and, you know, luckily, everybody but Jason was in Florida. Everybody was in Orlando, because pretty much everybody still works for Universal, Um Jason actually is moving back to Orlando, but when when we did this recording, he was over in Singapore, and he is uh, working over at Universal Studios Singapore, so that's really cool. Um, But yeah, he was the only one that really had a big, major time difference. Everybody else was in Florida, so it was a real easy record in terms of that, but I didn't know how to bring Michael back into the recording without screwing it up. So 
I am looking at bringing him back on, maybe just on a one-on-one, because uh, I do want to hear his thoughts and insights into uh, the show, see what he would have added. But yeah, that's who I'm talking to. And I really have to thank my friend Brad Starr, who uh, was one of the people that would stand outside of T2-3D and let people in, answer questions, do all that stuff. I got in contact with him, and I said, you know, when I had this initial idea, I was like, hey, can you hook me up with any of the performers from the show? Hooked me up with Jeff and Mark, and Jeff was really the leader of this group. He sent out the messages to everybody. We, you know, he sent them out to everybody that he knew. You know, and that's that he stays in contact with. And uh, we even reached out to the performers that played Kimberly Duncan. Unfortunately, we didn't get them on for this uh, reunion because if you're familiar with the show, you know, Kimberly Duncan was vital to the show. You know, she had that great line, super. Um, You know, she was sort of like the usher you know, bringing you into the show, kind of giving you the the pre-show. That would uh, be the, um, what am I trying to say here? The video presentation, there we go, of uh, Cyberdyne Systems, you know, showing us what is coming in the future. That was the role of Kimberly Duncan. It's a pretty awesome role. So hopefully, you know, never say never, get get some more of these uh, cast members on down the road. But, um... Yeah, that's who's on, and that's who I have to thank, and I'm pretty sure I covered everything I want to cover here. Let me look at my notes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that's everything I wanted to touch on with you guys. So, without further ado, let's get into this. After this sponsor, which is very quick, we're getting into T2-3D Battle Across Time, the cast reunion special, episode number 40 of Terminator 101. So don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. Now, before we go any further, I just really quickly want to shout out my Patreon members over at patreon.com slash t101podcast. Lucas Grudzian, Engelbert Sebastian, Ruben Dobson, Danny Pirate, Ami Prasad, T-Bob Art, Marie Spurlick, Oliver Mercer, and Michael Wellen. Thank you. For your patronage to Terminator 101, it means the world to me. I do not take it for granted, and you're all awesome, so thank you. Now, if you guys want to join that exclusive list, get extra content, benefits, early episodes, head over to patreon.com slash t101podcast. Alrighty, guys, welcome back to the podcast. This is probably the most monumental episode in terms of scope, because on the other end of this line that I am on, I have uh, multiple cast members of the T2-3D Battle Across Time attraction uh, that was at Universal Studios Florida from uh, 1996 to 2017. So without further ado, I'm going to get right into the introductions. Uh, the person who has really led all of this and kind of assembled this group for me, I owe a big thanks to Jeff Brozovich, I think that's how you say your last name, Jeff. Yes, it is. Perfect. Yep. Uh, Jeff played the T-800, just so everybody uh, uh, knows which role. I'm going to go through everybody. Um, we also have Mark Matthews, another T-800 uh, actor. Correct. Perfect. Uh, last minute, I did not think we were uh, going to be able to get him, but it turns out we were able to get him. The T-1000 himself, Mike Sawyer. Did we lose Mike? It says connected still, but I don't hear him. 
Oh no, Mike, are you there? Maybe he fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, he's pretty. He's pretty. A little background on Mike. Mike's a method actor, and uh, Mike's a method actor, and he's not quite ready yet. <laughs> All right. Well, that would happen when they're they when they're in their lift. They would fall asleep sometimes. <laughs> and I can hear. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, Mike, if you are. Uh, still there, uh, feel free to pop in at any time, but uh, Mike was the T-1000, uh, and we were able to get him last minute, and uh, hopefully he's still there. He just uh, texted us and said he's here. I'm here, and I can hear, but I guess he, we can't hear him. Yeah, I can't hear him. Can anybody else hear him? No. 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 Oh. Uh, I'd I'd hate to have to uh, start this over, Babe, did you... but I don't want to do because <laughs> I know everybody's on time schedules here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mike, Mike, no. I was so sad we weren't going to be able to have him on, and then I was so thrilled. He was like, all right, I'll come on. Ah. God, don't all right, well, no, thank you. I totally blanked out on that. I'm so stupid. <laughs> Are you guys still on freaking uh, uh, Denny's? Perkins. Perkins, we upgraded. <laughs> that was our waitress, Jackie. <laughs> oh my! Oh my getting gosh. drunk on, on unsweetened tea. <laughs> oh jeez. Well, Mike, um, we're just gonna keep going here. Hopefully, uh, you can um, figure out whatever the mic issue is. I think that that was actually his his thing. He he said he was in a hotel room with his family, so he didn't know if it was going to be an issue or not. But. Um, uh, Jason Latona, yeah. uh, who correct. played John Connor. Now, John Connor, I, I, John Connor played me. That's how good I was. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eddie, you, you have your hands full on this I one. I can right tell here. you. Wow. All right. And Kiana, help me with your last name. Politis? Politis. Politis. Kiana Politis. Yes. Who was uh, the one and only Sarah Connor, last Amazing. but not least. <laughs> thank you yes yes all right and i heard one final ding did we lose anybody or did we gain mike back no i think it we lost looks no, like, like mike, mike dropped, dropped out, out. Yeah. yeah oh no yeah. oh man and once it gets going i have no like i don't know how to bring anybody back in uh, no don't worry about it. all right all right we won't worry about it we're just gonna roll with the punches and uh hopefully down the road um Get him back on here. So uh, I just wanted to, first of all, say thank you to every single person who is uh, with us tonight because this is uh, something that I know there's just not a big appreciation or as much as it should be for the attraction. And, you know, I am so passionate about it and I was such a fan of it. So the fact that you guys were all willing to kind of assemble here, pull a Marvel and, uh, from the Avengers, it's 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 really awesome. So thank you first and foremost. Thank you. Yeah, buddy. Awesome. Cheers. So, um, I just wanted to kind of uh, start by saying that T two three D Battle Across Time uh, was obviously a very revolutionary attraction, and um, I wanted to throw this first question to Jeff, but then of course it can bounce off of everybody. What was it like, because you all have experience with this, what was it like when you did your first audition for the attraction? 
Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> so I uh, actually auditioned on a whim, you know, I wasn't really like, you know, uh, keeping an eye on it or, you know, like counting the days or anything like that to the audition. It was just like, Hey, somebody said, you, uh, you should go out for this, this, uh, this ride. They're, they're putting in this new attraction. It's a Terminator thing. And, you know, you're a big guy and you, I do, uh, you know, I sound like Arnold, you know, and they're like, yeah, you do the voice, you know, like, hey, everybody is going to go and get some coffee down at the, sh- the shop right there. <laughs> and, you know, so, <laughs> so yeah, I know <laughs> that was my thing, the voice. So, uh, they're like, yeah, go to this audition. So I did. And there was like every Tom, Dick and Harry was at this audition. I mean, Guys were coming out that shouldn't have been dressed up in black leather. I'm just going to be honest with you. That's not a good look for most people. And uh, and I show up at this audition, and and they're filing us in, and they're having us side by side and doing all this stuff. And then they had us walking across like this dance room and you know acting like the Terminator, acting like I was best we can as a Terminator or whatever. And um, yeah, it just it was a cattle call is what we like to call it in the industry, and it was just a lot of freaking wannabes i guess you could call them I don't, i'm sure they're very nice people and all that they but all wanted to be part of there the was trip. some yeah. they did it was a big deal that was like you know it was like oh terminator you know we didn't have any idea what it was going to be like we didn't know anything about the, the actual show itself and the mechanics of the show we just knew that it was going to be terminator based uh story ride show with actors involved and that's all we really knew and um <clears throat> you know, a couple auditions of that. And, uh, they chose five Terminators, original Terminators for that, um, opening cast. So I got lucky to be one of those. Um, I'll say this is Jason. My, uh, my experience was a bit different because I was already working in universal studios. I was working for attractions. I was working for the jaws ride and, uh, I did, I was one of the skippers on, at, on the jaws boat. And, uh, uh, I don't know if anybody used to even know this, but you know, the original, um, uh, the original concept for what we heard in people who worked at Universal, we heard it was a roller coaster, an indoor roller coaster like Space Mountain. Um, and that was the original thing. And uh, they uh, we all, all remember it was called Project 640 on our badges. I'm sure you guys all remember that. Um, do you, do yeah. you guys remember that? Do you yeah. remember that? It was called, yeah, it was called yeah. Project 6. All our, all our original IDs had Project 640 on them. Uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't huh. called Terminator 2 yet, Battle Across Time. It was that uh, – I still have mine. It's the endoskeleton with the uh, cig- uh, cigar. And if you remember, uh, instead of the Cyberdyne uh, – Oh, yeah, I remember Instead that. of the Cyberdyne logo, it actually said it's Project 640. And uh, and then I – my supervisor at the time when I was working at Jaws, he came to me and he said, hey, I just had a meeting um, about this the, the, the Terminator ride. And it's not a ride. It's a show. And he goes, they're looking for John Connor. You should do it. And I was just like, wait, what do you mean? Like John Connor, like the little kid? They're like, no, 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 it's not a little kid anymore. It's like, it's like supposed to happen like now. And uh, at the time I was 19 years old and I had long kind of surfer hair working at the Jaws ride. And he was like, look, I could get in so much trouble for showing you this. And um, what he showed me was him uh, dressed in the, uh, the John Connor costume. Because uh, costuming wasn't allowed to show anything to entertainment, so they used operations. Like I don't know if I've ever even told anybody this story, and 
Yeah. And no. so uh, <laughs> Brett Heiler, who is still working, I'm pretty sure at this day at Universal Studios in Orlando, he's like a high, pretty high via, uh, you know, on the operation side. He was dressed in the Terminator costume. Uh, this guy, Brian, was dressed in the John Connor. I, I don't remember who was Sarah Connor or anything like that at T-1000. And I, he showed me, opened this folder and showed me this photo and me with my like 19 year old passion. I was like, let me see that. And I looked at it for about 10 seconds. And when I, uh, I just remembered he was wearing a camo jacket and he had a headband on and he had like uh, weightlifting gloves and boots. That's why I just remember looking at that for like, like 13 seconds. I had to see this photo. And when I auditioned, I, I, I dressed like that. And uh, I grant I didn't know any better. I was I never really did anything uh, other than like the, the Jaws and working it for Halloween Horror Nights. And I remember showing up at the audition and everyone was saying people were coming up to me and asking me, where do I sign up and everything? And I was like, ah, dude, guys, I'm auditioning, too. And they're like, fuck, really? You're going to get the part, man. Uh, and uh, uh, sure enough, it was pretty cool that I did get the part. And uh, my audition footage is still in the. Uh, all the Terminator DVDs, like if you buy the deluxe edition of Terminator and they have the making of 223D, um, there's a glimpse of Jeff in there. And then you see me doing a little dive roll across the, uh, the a little mat. And I'm like, what's that? And uh, that was, uh, now I'm forever immortal, uh, immortalized in the Terminator franchise. <laughs> there you now are. it's interesting, Jason, that you brought up that, that uh, DVD extra because... Uh, something that always irked me about it was they always made it seem like Hollywood mm. was the initial start of the attraction. Yeah, and, and, the re uh, and I'll tell you the reason yeah, why. Yeah, the reason why. Yeah, the reason why is is simply because they couldn't get Arnold out to do our uh, grand opening. So. No, they didn't, no, 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 no. They couldn't get him. They pissed oh, him off. Oh, that's right. But but either way, they they didn't they, get him. Is what they, I meant. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, Eddie, they pissed him off because they were using his likeness on the billboards to sell this new attraction. They were like, you'll be back for $49, you know, <laughs> annual pass, blah, blah, blah. And they were using his, yeah, they were totally using his name all over Universal or all over Orlando. And it was his face. And well, he was one of the first actors back in the day to trademark his look. Him and Sylvester Stallone, a couple other handfuls. Like they, their look, their face, their whole being is trademarked, so you can't use it. And he told Universal not to do it, and they did it anyway. And so when they're like, "Oh yeah, we're sorry, guys, man, we're we're sorry about that," and they're like, uh, "Yeah, come down and do our grand opening for this ride," and he's like, "Yeah, it's going to cost you two million dollars." And they're like, "Yeah, no, we're not going to pay two million dollars to do the opening." So and they didn't what, do it. That's what they were and paying they me at the time, uh, about two million dollars. So they <laughs> yeah, couldn't afford yeah, both me what, yeah. and Arnold. They couldn't get us both. <laughs> So they stuck with me. Yeah, Jason pissed away on beer and milk does, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big deal. I'm a highest paid, pay, highest paid actor. I didn't want to talk about that back then, but I don't want – I can talk about it now. You don't yeah, mind now. Yeah, you don't my, mind my, now. my money went all the charity. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. I love it. And, like, I love how it seems like – and um, I'm going to uh, point this uh, to uh, uh, Kiana and Mark – it seems like the chemistry between at least the four of you hasn't changed at all. So no. like the question is, is it obviously formed a family relationship, right? Do you like, do you think of everybody that's on the, on the other end of the line, like as family, like do you truly feel that way? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We, I still, I mean, 
if Jason still lived in Orlando, we definitely would be hanging out a lot more and, and, and doing this a lot more often and talking and stuff. And I, I see Kiana a handful of times every year, but we're still very close and do a lot of stuff together. I see Mark on you know fairly weekly basis, at least. He's still at Universal, so, so am I. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and everyone at that venue, anytime I see anyone from that, that either there was opening cast or, you know, second, you know, uh, running, you know, that came in, Mark, Mark was shortly after our opening cast, uh, came in, I think what, maybe eight uh, months after we opened months, Mark, six, remember, eight I months. I went to Europe, yeah. I went to Europe Three, to, uh, promote, uh, the tourism over with in Germany and London and did the lookalike and brought Ben back, uh, so I was, that's right. I was, oh, yeah, that's I right. Ben, on, yeah, that was, I was in April around April 17th of 96. So the the show hadn't even opened yet. And we we're doing the promotion for it and stuff. So I went over there with Cheryl Botts and uh, um, yeah, uh, I got I can't remember her last name now, but uh, Lori, Lauren, Lori or something. She was the one of the HR representatives for them. And then they had a, a show technician mm. there with it. So we did that. Picked out from a group of eight people, and uh, Ben looked the closest to resemble. And he, if he won, they would bring him back to do an appearance in the show. Um, but he did pretty good that they ended up keeping him and put him on the team too. And see, Mark, Mark missed yeah. the boot camp yeah. with Captain Dale Die, so he didn't uh, have that bonding yeah. from the very beginning. Yeah. But he just jumped right in right after. Yeah, I only missed three months out the very first three months. Yeah. Yeah, you got to remember, I mean, Eddie, I mean, we, the show, yeah, it's a, you know, what, 18, you know, minute show once you get into the theater. Uh, but during that 18 minutes, you know, the the solid 10 of it were just sitting backstage in the green room. Well, when I say green room, it was really just a small couch area <laughs> in the back. That the was <laughs> the cave. It really was a dungeon. It was, I mean, we... Uh, literally a, a hurricane could have passed right over top of our, our building and we would have no idea what's <laughs> never know, never no. know what's going on outside. You have no idea if it's daytime, nighttime, if it's thunderstorms, if it's sunny, if it's cold, it doesn't matter and what it was. You, you didn't know what was going originally, on. Originally, you know, our, our, like they said, our green room, because they didn't want us to be late for shows. We did have a green room, which was on the second floor of the building, which was nowhere near any of our entrances. <laughs> Places, and places, so, places. yeah, nope. they would say, play, but so we would between shows initially, I know Kiana, I, mean, I guess all of us are there, were there long enough uh, to do, remember this or early enough to remember this. And we would sit down downstairs um, and literally underneath the stage, like yep. under actually yep. literally under the really, stage. Right. It was like a cave. It was a cave. It was a cave with beams and covered in asbestos. Now we found out only we found this out that because like health and safety came in because Jeff and I were, just, were so passionate about the show. Like we would be uh, because when when you see uh, John Connor in um, in the Terminator on the screen, they're getting all dirty and everything during the 3D battle. So we I remember him and I were like, dude, let's get we, we should be fucking dusty because they're dusty. So we would rub this asbestos. Yeah. All of us, we rub this asbestos that. stuff all over us. So when we would appear in the final act, we were all dusty. Then a little bit they know we're like, they're and like, guys, this is like cancer causing <laughs> asbestos that we were bathing in. And we're like, we don't care. It's for the good of the damn show. <laughs> I was like, they were, they're paying me, they're, they're paying so me two million a, a month. I might as well get dusty. <laughs> 
a month. What were you, what oh were you guys gosh. making? You want, uh, we'll discuss that off. Oh, half a million. Yeah, we'll talk uh, about yeah. that later. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, that's funny. Oh, man. There's so many questions that, like, I definitely know I want to ask because this is such a rare thing. Like, this is truly a rare thing. Um, you know, because when, when, you, when you Google T2-3D Battle Across Time, usually what will pop up is obviously the making of. So you'll get all the interviews with with Arnold and Linda and, and James Cameron, but you, it, it's very hard to find interviews or conversations with the people who were actually directly involved with the show because um, once it was finished, obviously then it went to the parks and it's really where it came alive. That's, that's how it was able to come to life and uh, establish the fan base that it, uh, that it did. I mean, no joke. I literally still to this day and everyone that follows me on social media, they know I right now, as I'm talking to you guys, I have my T2-3D hat on. Like it's, that's how, All right. that is how important this nice. thing was to me. And um, I want to talk about some of the mechanics of the show. If you guys are willing to do that. Um, I, Cause I know Jeff uh, messaged me that, uh, Somebody was hesitant to come on. I don't know if it's one of you guys, but somebody was hesitant to, uh, to come on because of like the secrets and stuff of, of, of Universal. But I don't want to, you know, cross any lines. So if it's something that you guys can't talk about, just tell me. And that's totally understandable. But what was it like? The entire the the entire building was actually made of chicken wire and duct tape. <laughs> now and they know. Asbestos. <laughs> And, and it's and it's yeah. <laughs> Very dark. Um. So yeah, I mean, let I mean just kind of back it up, lady. I mean, there was it was kept from us. I, all the secrets were kept from the the cast really up until, you know, the the building um, was still being built. But we are we are yeah. Remember, we were cast for the show in January. Uh, and didn't oh, actually really? open the show for soft openings until well, almost yeah, April, April is when the yeah. like end of April, and then and then the like really started you know getting full stride in like May and then June for the summer. So you got to think I'm almost two and a half, you know three months of you know a lot of you know sitting around, a lot of you know seeing what's going on, this and that, and, and seeing it all kind of come well, together. Yeah, they didn't uh, know if know, it was going to work. The, actually, they didn't know if it was going to work. Yeah. And um, literally, and when they say that, like what they, the idea of the 3D with the people, like, you know, when they, it's like, how do we put a spotlight on an actor yet not, you know what I mean? You, that same spotlight not wash out the, um, the, the movie, the screen. And, uh, that, and it was, I just remember like Jeff and I, how many nights do we stood, just stood in one place, then stood in another place. Like we just stood there for act three for the, the thing with the T1 million. And I remember like we were getting like overtime checks, like that were so much because we literally would, we would like work till like 2 AM. Then we'd be back at like 7 AM. They were like $2 million. Yeah, that was yeah. crazy. That's, that's why you got paid the big bucks. I, I remember we had to go through a lot of training too. Both the Sarah Connors and John Connors had to learn how to repel um, and then shoot firearms for the Sarah Connors. So we went through a lot of training with that, um, which was awesome. I mean, we had a great time doing it. Um, yeah. 
So here, here's a fun fact about that, Eddie, you probably have never heard. And a lot of people probably don't know this. And this is like maybe one of those well-kept secrets. If it's not, it's not a, a secret to, you know, keep, you know, like to lose the mystique of what the show was, but they were so, they were so hell bent and so particular about making sure that we looked and we acted and we were comfortable and we looked like we, we just stepped out of the movies or we just stepped off of a, a military base or something like that. They and Kiana mentioned his name. They Dye. hired a guy by the name of yeah. Captain Dale Die. Now, his first movie that he ever did was Platoon. He actually trains. That's what he still does. He has a a, a, a company. Was it called like yeah, Warriors Inc. or something like that? Yeah, and they actually train actors and and other people in film to look like they are military and they've had military training and they know what's up and down and what's right and wrong and how to hold a gun. Yeah. Everything. Um, this guy, eventually after he trained us a couple of years later, he did saving private Ryan. Wow. That was his thing too. This guy is like amazing. He was a mili- He wore, it was in the Marines. He was a captain. He had had like four purple hearts. I mean, just a, a, a complete badass, but the nicest yeah. guy in the world. So they gave, they gave, uh, they had five people per role. So 20 of us, and then uh-huh. a handful of, you know, techs and stuff like that. And they took us out to this place in like South Orlando, down off of yeah, 27 in Haines City every day for a week. And we were out there running through the orange <laughs> groves doing freaking cadences with guns in our hands and we're just sitting there we're firing shotguns and we're we're trying to you know just look like terminators and we were doing close quarter combat i mean eddie it was incredible it was a it literally a a full-on yeah. boot camp for terminators sarah's john's everybody and it was just it was probably the most awesome experience i've ever oh, yeah. had as a training uh opening cast or anything like that and I still, to this day, use a lot of those skills that we learned in that in um, that training session. So that was what they were so particular about was just to make sure that the, everyone in that cast, when they stepped on stage and they held that weapon or they moved or whatever, the audience really felt like that was Linda Hamilton or that was, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger or, you know, Eddie Furlong, whoever it was, when they stepped onto that stage, they're like, holy crap, that is, that's the dude and, right there. Like for and, me, one of the things, um, yeah, and and I think I think you guys will agree with this. One of the things for me that upset me, and it's one of the, uh, it's kind of funny. It's kind of to answer your question about secrets and things like that, and and it kind of all loops back into this. Is I think the original cast, the opening cast, we all went through such shit together. Like I said, we were. We started at like five a.m. running through. <laughs> I still remember the T one thirty rolling down the strip. Terminator <laughs> going to take a little trip. I still remember it. And, um, but we, t- we had so much, if for, especially for me, I was the youngest person in the cast and, uh, I was 19 years old and I was working with all these, like, you know, I knew these people from, uh, you know, oh my God, that guy's the German mechanic in Disney. And I had a little bit of like, not starstruckness, but it was like, kind of like that, you know, where I felt like, damn, I got to really, uh, prove myself. You know, I'm this, I didn't know anybody actually. Uh, Kiana, Jeff, and I are all in that together where we weren't like part of the in group for universal, um, there were some already people that were like kind of already promised to jobs and stuff like that. But um, the original, I, like there was a thing, I just feel like there was a pride and a bonding that the original cast had together because we did go through so much Definitely. shit. And yeah. 
And what made me sad was that every group after that, it was like, all right, just like come in and do the show. And now you're doing the show. And I know Jeff, Kiana and I all trained people to do the show in our respective roles. But Mm -hmm. there was this like sense of like, you know, I remember, you know, when I got my hair cut, like the people who cut uh, Eddie Furlong's hair came in and cut my hair. Um, to look just like, you know, and then it was like, and this is what I've talked about, the secrets thing. What made me sad was that like, uh, you know, a year and a half down the road, well, I had my, you know, voluptuous, amazing looking hair. And then, yeah, but then, no, and then, and and then they have some other guy come in with literally uh, like a shitty wig. And, and, and for me, it was like, and eventually that's what led me to leave um, was because I, uh, and I was there for a long time, but I, it, it, it was the thing that nicked away at me because I, like I said, the, uh, another secret, the show was supposed to run nine times a day. That's it. That's what it was built for. And we ended up doing up to 52 shows at peak time during Christmas. Yep. And, and, oh. and if you guys remember with nine shows and we ended up doing 52 and it was one of those things, the show would never go on without the motorcycle. Well, and all that changed, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was sad to me. Uh, and like I said, this is one of the things I say, the secret, the way they slowed down the T-1000 lift. You guys remember when the first oh, yeah. stunt guys would do it? Oh, it, God, would like, yeah. it, it would like launch guys and, and the audience would <laughs> gasp. If you saw that show within the first six months, you saw the real show. After yeah. that, just mechanically, it just did not work correctly. I remember how many times yeah. we had problems oh, with the bike yeah. bras too. We did the uh, uh, the servo. Oh yeah. We had the different mechanical ways of doing the bike um, that was uh, shown on it. And if it got stuck on stage, we'd have to learn how to, you know, exit stage with everything the way it's going, with everybody in their positions, um, being safe on stage. You know, we just we ended up knowing that the fellow cast members that we worked with, they knew they should they know their shit. They knew what they knew had to do to get out of the way and everything like that. But we always had to come up with the unexpected issues and problems that would come out of lighting would be changed or go out. Um, and then they started not caring a little bit about it. So the, the, the quality of it started going kind of bad. And uh, they seemed like they just didn't really put any effort into it anymore. Uh, to, you know, uphold their body, look good and all that stuff too. So I think it made a difference that way like that. Yeah. Eddie, do you, Eddie, do you ever do you ever get a chance to see behind the stage or underneath the stage of Terminator? Uh, I did not. Um, the only time I was able to get a kind of behind the scenes look is uh, actually the person standing out front of the attraction. His name is Brad Starr, and uh, him and I became friends. And he was actually the one that was able to get me in touch with you, Jeff, who spawned all this. So I just have okay. to say thanks to him. But I just went up to him one day when I was at the park and um, I was like, is there any way I have a friend I'm meeting? I've never met him before. He's coming down. It's a, it's a YouTube thing. I was meeting a, a guy I met on YouTube and uh, I, like, I wanted to make it like a special occasion. And I was like, can you give me like any kind of behind the scenes tour? And uh, there wasn't like a behind the scenes tour, but once the show finished, um, I do know, because I shared this photo, I know Mark is in it, and I know that uh, Mike uh-huh. is in it. Um, uh, and cool. uh, I was able to take, like, like, I know you guys know what I'm talking about. They would bring up uh, the two, or I think one of the T-70s. Yeah. And uh, yep. 
yeah. uh, the cast would pose there and uh, I was able to get a photo, but I never saw cool. backstage. Like, was that something that was actually a thing? No, 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 no. I, uh, and the reason I was asking is I, I just didn't know if, if you've ever seen like the, the motorcycle and how that operated and, and the, uh, the mystique or the, the Going secret behind the that. Because, um, yeah, because yeah, Mark, Mark was like, yeah, you know, the, the motorcycle had to do this, this and this. Well, so the motorcycle was, was real, but it was gutted. And then they put it on top of like basically a small roller coaster track. And that's what ran underneath the stage all the way around. And it was basically, we called it a motorcycle on a stick. You know, it was like a popsicle, like a motorcycle. <laughs> so, uh, and yeah, so and it just it basically sat on top and, and it, would, it would independently move on that stick to make it look like it was sliding or turning or leaning and stuff like that. So um, we actually had two different kinds of motorcycles and, and Mark was there for both of them, obviously. Oh, yeah. And uh, they both had a very, very different uh, mind of their own, I guess, if you want to call it that. But the motorcycle had to work um, in conjunction with the the screen, the actual movie screen. So, and, and I'm sure when you're watching the film and the motorcycle comes out and does this little thing and slides and John gets on the back and then it goes out the screen, I would say probably half the audience at that point would take their 3D glasses down and look at the screen and go, where the hell did that motorcycle just go? Because, and, and I think a lot of people still to this, you know, up until it closed would be like i see nothing yeah. on that screen i see there's no there's no slit there's no door i see nothing and the reason being is because the entire screen would raise up seven feet within one second and the, the door that would hide where the motorcycles come out would be there the motorcycle would come out the screen would go down the motorcycle would do its thing and be on stage and then as it's getting ready to leave the screen would go up the motorcycle goes out and the screen goes down. Now this screen weighed what I think four thousand pounds. I think they said something like that. I think that's about right. It was it was a heavy screen. Yeah. So the whole thing would move and you it was loud and very very intimidating. You don't want to be anywhere near it, or you don't definitely want to try to jump through the door. I mean, that no. Was... Remember, remember the one Terminator, Daryl Baldwin. Uh, oh my gosh! Yes. You're going to have without a disc. You know, you're but he had a metal plate in his head, so he said he was okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he really did. On the bottom of the – so the door that was in, like, hiding the hole when the screen would move up, the door would, like, go up and down. So the door, like, a little, like, up and down, like a, a, a elevator door or whatever. And at the bottom of it, they had balsa wood at the bottom to keep it taut. So it would be, like, nice and nice tight. And we'd come out we, uh, the first couple times we're going through the door. We're sitting nice and tall, like the Terminator getting ready to go on stage. And if you sit tall enough, you'd hit the bottom of that door and break the balsa wood with your freaking forehead. So then you kind of learn how to duck down a little bit. <laughs> so you wouldn't hit the door. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that's that was you, the man. that was one of the secrets. <laughs> yeah, I love you doing it. That was one of the secrets secrets of uh, the the bike and the screen and all that that a lot of people. I think to this day, you know, never knew how that worked. I think they just thought, you know, it was like amazing screen and it had some crazy magical slit in and, it. I don't uh, know. Fantasmic <laughs> still uses the same uh, system at the beginning. If you know the Fantasmic show in Disney, how you have it looks like the uh, the you know the or, like the 
old time movie theater. And then next thing you know, it's like Donald Duck is flying around. It's the same, uh, the same company. I, I believe it was the same company built it. Yeah. Same concept, same company built the uh, fantastic screen that it goes up and then goes back down uh, during the show. Hmm. Interesting. So speaking of like, so speaking of the bike, I just wanted to focus because we do have, uh, obviously we have two Terminators. We have uh, Sarah and we have John. So uh, like respectively, every single one of the characters uh, has an incredible introduction uh, to the show. So starting with uh, Sarah and John uh, coming down from the ceiling mm. and uh, Kiana, you said that you like, had to learn how to repel so what was that like 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 were there ever moments when you were like unsure of 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 the safety of it or were you like 100 percent on board with yeah no once i learned and we had a great person barry brazel um teach us the repelling and um at first it was scary when we we, we did it over at the wild west show um in the rafters and we uh, rappel down and the first few times, yeah, it was scary. But then you start doing it more and more. And then once you get in, in costume and you have your AR-15 on your side and you're breaking through from the ceiling coming down, it's just, it's an amazing, amazing feeling. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was a lot of fun. Sorry? Uh, like, like, like any comments on like, like what that feeling was like repelling were, were there ever any moments of like, man, this is kind of a little too much. No, I mean, like I said, for me, I was uh, 19 years old and I was at that age where I'm like, dude, I'll do it. I'll, whatever it is, you know, um, I was just excited. Yeah. I like, I, yeah, I really was, I was just excited. And, um, you know, at that point, like I said, this was my first you know, professional kind of thing. I, I had just moved from Orlando, uh, from Pittsburgh to Orlando to literally do what I was doing. And, um, I had no training. I had no nothing. Um, I, when I heard about that, they were going to be repelling in the show, uh, about a week before the audition, um, two weeks before the audition, I literally learned how to, I learned how to repel about just cause I didn't know what we were going to have to do in the audition. Um, so I learned how to just do a basic, like, you know, a figure eight, uh, put an eight figure eight knot loop through a figure eight, um, clip on the carabiner and stuff like that. So by the time I got to the, like Kiana said, the wild, wild west, um, thing, um, again, I, I, I was just excited. It, it, it wasn't, I, I was at that point literally where if it was like me now doing it, I'd be overanalyzing and looking at all the potential danger. I could fucking die where, <laughs> um, you know, then I think we were just all excited and I, I was just would throw yeah. whatever they throw at me. I'm like, yep, yep, I'll do it. Um, you know, one of the things uh, I don't remember if you remember this, Keanu, one of the things that the initial concepts of the show is John and Sarah were supposed to come in and fire their weapons from mid mid repel point. But it was one of those yeah. things. Like, do you remember that? And they yes. and uh, instead of Sarah going on it at the bottom and uh, she it, we were supposed to fire, but they couldn't. Every time they fired, the women fired the AR-15s, uh, it would spin them. Spin them, uh, yeah. And, yeah, it would spin them. And so they, you know, that was one of the things they end up changing. And uh, and then James Cameron came in and was like, no, John Connor will not use a gun because they wanted John to be like this older, you know, he was supposed to be like John and I, Eddie Furlong and I are the same age. So he would have been 19 at the time too. And they wanted him to have a gun. And J that's when James Cameron stepped in because uh, the original company who made uh, – um, uh, Landmark Entertainment, it was who wrote and, and uh, produced the show. 
and they were the one that had it, just like they say in that T2 making of. And then that, they end up getting James Cameron to sign off. Then Cameron is the one that got Arnold, Eddie, Linda Hamilton, Robert Patrick, all that came out too. So, yeah. Wow, interesting. Yeah, f- and and fun fact about that, that that movie is the most expensive movie ever made. Ever made yeah, per minute, minute per minute, yeah. So per, minute per minute, it's the most expensive mm-hmm. movie ever made. Yeah, because I think what the uh, the estimated budget is twenty four million. I think is where it's put around for the actual for film. the uh, film. Yeah, yep, yep. And like yeah, eighteen yeah. million, eighteen million was my salary. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Two- <laughs> oh lord! I'm just well, keeping that. Film. I'm just keeping that going. <laughs> they spent sixteen million dollars on our show. To yeah, get it going. Yeah, sixty. 60- uh, that was the budget, but it, 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 they came in. They they turned it over at ninety. Oh, really? It was well over budget. They, then it, they did go yeah, we were way because it's again, Jason. That was thirty million and thirty well, million in hair products. Oh, yeah. Thirty million in, in designer <laughs> hair products to keep my hair looking good. <laughs> hair products. That's why I was. Yeah, well, that's to... why they were like. That's why they were like just uh, from now on just do wigs. Yeah. Like yeah. that's why we ran out of makeup. <laughs> yeah, it right, makes exactly. sense. They're starving people in China, and you know we're spending thirty million on my freaking hairdo. So that makes sense. <laughs> oh my gosh, I miss him. Um, so uh, obviously, if Mike was here, and unfortunately he's not, uh, we would talk about the incredible introduction of the T one thousand. But I think you guys touched on it, and uh, you know how kind of I guess over time something I didn't even know uh, that it started out much more intense but something that i always thought was really seamless was the introduction of the t-1000 and the t-800 so after it looks around going sarah connor john connor and then of course you know becomes the human form it was so seamless between it leaving the screen and then the actual actor appearing and uh same goes for jeff and mark i mean that was like the most seamless thing. I would scrutinize that. I actually, probably against uh, universal rules, I think I filmed it one time and um, I played that back when the bike comes through the time portal and then it gets to the point where, you know, it becomes the actual bike. It is so seamless. It's incredible how seamless that was. Yeah, no, it's, and that was the, the draw of that show is just how cool, like you said, the introductions of each character where they were, you know, these, you know, they're, they're iconic characters and, you know, you just can't say, Oh, everybody's here. And, you know, it's, you gotta, and they, I tell you what, landmark, you know, they did a, an amazing job with, with the whole putting that show together and, and the actors were the last piece to kind of go into it and, you know, kind of brought it to life, like you said, but, the elements were there and we kind of were the guinea pigs to see if it was going to work, I guess is the best way to do it. And like Jason said, we were all just like, yeah, man, we'll do anything, man. Yeah, sure. You want us to jump off here? Yeah, sure. We'll do that. Want to swing from here? Yeah. What not? That sounds like fun. You know, we were just, it was like, we were like kids in a candy story. We were just, we were playing around and we we're, we actually, a lot of the blocking, well, I'd say all of the blocking was done by the actors. You know, we really had nowhere, we, we didn't know where we were going to run to. We knew what the elements were, but then we had to kind of get in front of them and make it look like it's actually happening. So um, the T-1000 lift was really cool. I can, yeah, like Jason said, when they, the first, the first guy that tested it, they had the the uh, the lift set probably on 800 psi, and that dude jumped about 
10, 15 feet out of that thing onto the stage, and we were just like, okay, that's <laughs> all went, yeah, do it again. <laughs> and, and that's what I was saying. Yeah, it, we all... it, it was like, it was sad to me, though, because, again, I love the show so much. Like, ter- growing up, Terminator 1 was, like, one of my favorite movies. It was the first movie that uh, my parents would let me watch, like, late at night on HBO, you know, even though it was rated R. And then I, and when T2 came out, I just was a huge fan. And to be a part of this uh, franchise and this like thing that I, that was a part of my childhood, it was so cool to me. And it made me sad, though, like I said, like watching it being like kind of stripped back. And and I get it at times, of course, you know, for like budget, like I said, they they took the, 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 the T-1000 lift and just toned it down so much. Um, I know Kiana would remember this. The init- uh, uh, original um sarah connor's what did you guys have in your uh in your mag like your, they they cut the gun uh they oh, cut the gun right. ammo in half when sarah came out it was like on it and they had to like change mags and um i mean it was it and we were the first show ever to use uh live indoor uh automatic weapons i don't know if it's still today if that's the case but i know we were the first show to ever use an, an automatic weapon indoors um and uh but there was like all these things that they just kept i felt like they kept cutting back i'm not trying to be negative here but you know it, like i said because i loved it so much and the original concept and everything of it so much um you know uh one of the things like i don't, I don't even know if jeff you touched on this earlier or not or you're going to start saying it you got sidetracked but like the original they made these um uh, super expensive wigs i think the wigs were like three thousand dollar wigs of human hair wigs um lace front for the terminators yeah along with these um an actual prosthetic mold that the stuntmen uh whoever's done arnold's stuntmen uh in the past uh they wore these prosthetics and it was just like the budget was so crazy and then it was like "Ah, we don't need that man we don't need that we don't need that and then it kind of you know like i said for me um, as someone who loved it so much, I get it now. You know what I mean? I get it with budgets and this and this and that. But it was the thing that made me sad, you know, because it, they did. They put um, they put so much like it was going to be this huge endeavor. And it was. But it, I mean, for uh, for the original cast, I remember what it was and then what it turned out to be was a little different. Yeah. Yeah, during during that first uh, when they had a they had a press uh, preview, uh, so they brought all the press in from all over the world, locally, whatever it is, and they packed that entire uh, theater and seven hundred plus you know people in that theater. And at the end of the show, the entire audience was a standing ovation. It was like they just stood there and clapped for like it felt like 10, 15 minutes. And they just, it was like, that was the first show for like actual, like, you know, not guests, but they were doing soft openings, but that was like the legitimate opening. And it was just from then on, we just knew that was something that was going to be something special. And it was, oh my gosh, it was, yeah, it's still to this day, my absolute favorite attraction of all time. And um, just uh, really quickly, is everybody uh, still basically uh, like involved with Universal to some degree? I work for Universal Studios in Singapore. So yeah, I, I, uh, been here since 2009. I, I, uh, I opened, uh, after I left Orlando, I moved to Vegas, um, in Los Angeles. I worked for, uh, Universal Hollywood for a little bit. And then, uh, I got the call to, um, if I see if I wanted to come and open Universal Singapore. And, uh, I didn't even know where it was at the time. I didn't know what Singapore was. I only heard about it from, I remember hearing it on the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and King Kong. I didn't even, but, um, yeah, 
10 years later, I'm still here. Okay. So Jason's still there. Jeff, I, I think I saw you post something about uh, Halloween Horror Nights, so I know you're still there. I am. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm into the tech side of things, mostly on a regular basis. Uh, just got trained over at Fear Factor Live, uh, doing some stuff over there. And, you know, my story, kind of going back to the beginning of this, is I, I was I came to Orlando as a singer. So I was in a doo-wop group out in front of Mel's Drive-In before I did the Terminator thing. Uh, and I've kind of gone back to my roots, and I'm actually part of the uh, Ragtime Gals over at uh, Jimmy Fallon Ride. So I'm still performing and, and still a part of Universal on a regular basis, absolutely. Beautiful, yep. beautiful. Mark, uh, you're still involved with Universal too, correct? Yeah, yeah I'm still. I'm in transition, though, after I left uh, Terminator uh, for the new show that's going to go in. I'll be going in over there as a weapons tech myself. So right now I'm just uh, been doing with costumes, helping work on that stuff over there at Universal right now. So, and uh, looks good. Beautiful, beautiful. And Kiana? Yes. When I left Universal, I ended up going to the other theme park, and I ended up uh, working at the stunt driving show, Lights, Motors, Action. Um, I was. Is that Sea World? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, maybe. Gatorland. Uh, it's a Gatorland. The other park. Fun spot. That's a fun spot. That's it. I got you. I I drove in the stunt show for about (laughs) close to 10 years. And then um, right now I'm just working on TV and film, different jobs. Um, I'm heading out in two weeks to go up to Pittsburgh to work on a new TV show that's coming out, Manhunt. So, yeah, I'm just staying busy. Awesome. That's so great to hear that. So so the reason I ask that, one, just so we got some history on uh, every person, but also to kind of focus on something that I know was an issue for a lot of people, myself included, and this might be something that is uh, pertained to what Jason's been talking about and just kind of how it seems like maybe they didn't keep it up to par as like what it should have been. The 3D. The 3D... Uh, became something that like when it came on i didn't even keep the glasses on because um like you would think for something that's that big and it's not unprecedented for attractions to go through updates and whatnot why do you guys think they like never updated the 3d for that attraction well i mean they they did switch from film to digital um and I, what year did they do that? I didn't, Mark, I, didn't know, I didn't know that we went digital, Jeff, because I thought we were trying to go digital and they wouldn't we wouldn't pay the budget for it. And they said, nope. So we just kept splicing film and splicing film. And then it got horrible. So, mm. yeah, um, Lori Chantos and them were always trying to get it to go digital. They were promising and promising. And five or six years ago, they're like, nah, we're not going to do it. So we kind of knew we we're we're going under. Huh. Yeah, I always thought that they, because I I was kind of removed from the the ride on a regular basis and for a couple of years, uh, through a hip injury and stuff. So, but yeah, I, I always thought. I mean, I know that they updated the um, the look and the the quality of the film, but um, I thought they eventually went digital. So yeah. I was wrong in that respect. Yeah, it's just a shame that that because I mean, it really was like you know the i i call it the 90s 3d when it was like really kind of like you could just it 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 didn't look the way 3d looks today and 
uh, that was always something that bothered me. I was like, why are they not paying their dues to Terminator and really updating, especially considering it's James Cameron? I mean, the guy is the king of 3D. Well, they spent and, all the money on Jason. That's yeah, why they-, they did. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but here, here, here's something that, um, that here's another uh, fun fact um, is that uh, there were two different companies that worked on the 3D. There was a um, uh, the uh, I, I don't remember which one it was, but it was ILM and Digital Domain, and I don't know which one did which. And um, but they uh, one of them did the 3D for the um, the film. The, the just the act two the the movie between which you see like the uh you know the mini hunters and things like that and right. then the other act group two. did right act two and then the other yeah. group did the um the the t1000 head and then the entire t1 million thing at the end right. and our and again here's the thing I, like i know what you mean by the whole 90s 3d thing terminator did not look like that when we first started act three looked so damn impressive the, the whole thing with the T1 million and everything like that. Again, it just, what happened was though, is, and, and like Mark said this earlier, we would come up to the show and like, we would do the show and uh, the first lines of the act three were, where are we? And, and Terminator would say home. And initially there was just this low level tracking light on top of us that made it look like we were in an elevator. I remember like one day, Jeff and I would like come on stage, and like, where are we home? And we'd be in like in pink and red, fucking spotlights and we're like what the piss is this and you could tell and like we'd be like lit up and like i mean like with like bright ass lights on our face you know Mm -hmm. and and like i said no granted like jeff and i were super good looking and i mean still are (laughs) and like but but you would you you know but then there were other guys that you're like that guy ain't john connor you know what i mean that guy isn't even trying (laughs) i mean we and again we had these guys like Mark and Jeff that were these big, strong-jawed guys, you know, over six foot. And next thing we know, we'd have, like, guys that were Terminators. I was taller than a Terminator. And I'm five, eight, seven and a half on a good day. And, but, you know, and and it, it again, it just got, like, the quality was just, like, it was, like, it went from this worldwide audition, you know, like Jeff said earlier, like, this worldwide audition. And they auditioned all over the States. And they went to Europe. And they went all this stuff to, like, you know, hey, I know a guy that knows a guy who's, you know, cutting my friend's hair. He can be Terminator. <laughs> and you'd be like, yeah, yeah, he could do it. And they put sunglasses on him and you're like, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah, looks he like Terminator. Cool. Yeah, that looks, that's about right. Uh, you know, so. Good old Brody Darrymple. He's a good guy. <laughs> Brody, <laughs> cocaine, is a, <laughs> cocaine is a hell of a drug. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Daryl. But but it was, you know what I mean? And, and and I think for people like me and Jeff and Kiana and Mark that were there for so long, um, you know, who had such a, you know, a passion and a love for the show. Like, you know, um, I, I know like because of us, you know, our lives just doing different things and everything like that. I was working a lot at the Monster, the Beetlejuice show. Um, and I was doing, um, I was touring back then uh, with uh, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So I would like, wasn't doing T2 that often. And then I'd come back in and I was, I, Jeff didn't do it as well either. Um, uh, this, we would never work together. And like when I would come in, it would be me and Jeff. It'd be like, ah, oh, dude, you know, and it just felt like that, thank God. Yeah. you know, yeah, that thank God thing. And it was like, oh, and it would like, he would make me, he made me a better performer. All you guys did, you know, um, for real, like, thank you. Um, for making me, you know, you, uh, you guys made me better, you know, and, and it, it was like, I was put at an early age, you know, starting off, like, do not accept anything 
less than being excellent, you know, and, and I knew I wasn't crazy because there was crazy people like me, like Jeff, that was willing to rub cancerous asbestos on him for the good of the show. <laughs> so I knew, you know, there were other, I knew I wasn't alone and I wasn't wrong. Um, so, you know, just to say that, I want to say that before we, um, before I forget, like I said, thank you guys all. Um, you know, Kiana, you were always such an awesome person to work with and Jeff and thank Mark you. showed me, but you could be, um, Mark showed me, you could be a over six foot, 200 plus guy and <laughs> still like dudes. And, uh, <laughs> Mark taught me. Mark taught me about the birds and the bees, uh, or the bees, the bees and the bees. Actually, um, <laughs> that's what Mark taught me. About. So again, I, I've learned a lot from you guys. I learned a lot. Uh, Jason, you, you're welcome, and I'm just going to need a Jason, cut of that two million dollars, dude. We love you. I love you. Yeah, check everybody's bank. I'm, I'm fucking said. I'm Western Union, you guys. As we speak, you just check your bank accounts. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh my god! So here's here I, here hey, Eddie, you'll like this story. Go this ahead. is a good one. All right, so um, <laughs> so like we were saying, when they were opening the show, you know, they were putting shit together, still, you know, piecing it together. And when they shot that film on set, they shot it in 3D, and the cameras back then were just really they were these large, cumbersome, like loud. They're noisy, like this, uh, like it sounded like a Gatlin gun. It was like this. And it was just whistling noise all the time. And that was on set. So when they wanted to go and put it into the, the audio into the actual show, they couldn't use any of the audio that they basically those things were just the picture. They're just photo, you know, uh, cameras, nothing for audio wise. So they actually had none of the, the dialogue and everything from like Arnold. They had none of the dialogue uh, laid down for Arnold. And now this is 1996. So he was filming uh jingle all the way he was filming like six in the morning till like 10 o'clock at night just back to back shoot boom boom and they couldn't get him into the uh into the studio to lay down the tracks for this you know 18 12 minute show whatever it was so the one day you know uh adam uh the director and uh, gary the producer they come to me and they're like hey listen um you can do the voice of Arnold. We need to take you across the street to sound deluxe. And we're going to have you lay down some audio for the show just in case. And I'm like, what? Really? Cool. So we did, they took me, they took Jason cause they needed some, uh, some backfill stuff for a furlong. Well, they didn't, as well yeah, they the didn't. When, when the uh, um, universal executives came in and watched the show, uh, the, the part where the T 1000 turns on the robots and, uh, points them at John and Sarah, they didn't understand that. So, um, they came in and they had me do the line. He's using the robots. And again, like I said, they, and my lines end up staying in the movie. Um, the mom, it's him and he's using the robots. It actually stayed. And I remember when I went to see the show in LA, I was like, fuck, my voice is still out here too. And I, I mean, I know they paid me, but they didn't pay me that. They didn't pay me enough for that. <laughs> you you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so, uh, so they actually kept Jason's uh, voice in the uh, original or the uh, Orlando show, and then they used it in uh, L.A. And uh, I don't know if they used it. In, uh, no, well, because it was everything was in Japan in Japanese. I had to fly over to Osaka to record it oh. in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah, nice, so. good for you. <laughs> Very, very proud. Very proud. Of a big deal. So yeah, so they had me go. They, they had me going in. And they had me lay down all of Arnold's stuff, and uh, I. And some people are like, you know, they they use they use some of it. I'm like, I didn't use any of it, but um, that was a pretty cool, pretty cool thing there. But they did eventually get Arnold to mm -hmm. come in like 
I want to say three days. I'm talking like the witching hour of when we were supposed to open. They had him go into the studio at like two o'clock in the morning, LA time, and just lay this thing down. And they, they, uh, they sent it out like that. Yeah, and, the and with yeah, yeah, and with the John crazy. lines, he tried to get Eddie, and Eddie was like, "Yeah, yeah, cool." And he was, uh, I think, I forget what movie Fine. he was doing. Some movie with, uh, I think Meryl Streep or something like that. And uh, they end up let they listen to mine. They're like, "Yeah, it sounds all right," and they kept mine in there. <laughs> Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, I got to tell you, Jason, I mean, uh, I've been listening and because I actually recently met Edward Furlong at uh, Spooky Empire in Orlando this past March. And uh, He's alive? <laughs> I'm doing better than him. Just so you know, I'm doing better than that guy. <laughs> I got to tell you, though, man, you like I feel like I'm actually talking to him. You sound very much like Edward Furlong. I, I don't like, know if that's a good thing. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> you also have to remember, I mean, Jason did just wake up and he's like 12 yeah. hours ahead of us. So he's like, he, yeah. sound, he sounds more like a bass than any that I've ever heard before. Yeah, what's up, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> I know, when back back in the Terminator, I was like talking up here in the Terminator days. <laughs> like, Mom, they've already exactly. gone, they've already started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh this is, too, this is this is fun man you might have missed your calling like do like like do you do like stand-up comedy at all no no, no i mostly i mostly sit down <laughs> <laughs> no one day one day i'm still i'm still working on my life man i'm uh i'm 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 actually moving back to the u.s in uh in august like i said i've been with the same company for 10 years over here and uh um uh it's just yeah like it's just time to go. Just like, I, it, honestly, it feels the same way. I remember me and Jeff were, um, Jeff walked out with me my very last day of work. And uh, I remember giving you a hug, dude. And I was just like, see, man, you know, and uh, it was weird. Um, and then, you know, when I left, I was like, fuck, that was weird. You know, but part of me was like, why'd that take so long? You know, um, but uh, I've been in, I, again, it, it's, I'm not trying to do it that way, but it's like the 10 year mark. Um, I was in uh, T2 from 96 to 06. And now I'm here from 09 to 2019 and I'm um, getting ready to move back to the U S and um, be unemployed. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to be next for me. So who knows? Yeah. Maybe I'll have to do stand up or, or prostitution. I don't, I don't know. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I sell in blood and semen. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Mark's, Mark's going to buy it. He's my first customer. <laughs> On it. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. oh my gosh, that killed it. <laughs> no, so 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 this show obviously ran for for, for twenty one years. Too and long. uh No, no, no. This show could still be going today because I mean, seriously, Terminator is still relevant. We have a new film coming out this year. And, yeah, exactly. And, and it's such a shame. So I want to uh, focus now. Um, on was everybody there the last day like even if you weren't actually performing were you there the last day yes yes yeah we, I was we not, were yeah, here I was, Jason, I was Jason here. couldn't he could yeah yeah he couldn't get a flight over okay so like what was because unfortunately I mean I don't think there was like a big opening with with the stars or anything when the show opened and when it closed, there was like, I think I saw a video uh, of Orlando Attractions magazine and I spotted uh, Gary Goddard. I was like, yeah. whoa, hold on. Yeah. Gary Goddard's there. 
but like was that it like just gary goddard i don't remember seeing um i don't know no it wasn't it was yeah the the close the closing of shows is always kind of i think that was probably the most people i mean other than maybe lma or something like that but that was like the most people i saw like really descend upon a closing yeah, of yeah, a show that in a long time oh yeah i mean gosh they had that they had like standby tickets yeah. for yeah. like they, uh, the entire like last two or three days yeah. it was they crazy shut us down for just blocking up the fire aisles and all that that's how packed it was yeah oh yeah i mean every every okay. executive and every big wig and universal was at that that venue that yep. day for that last show mark was uh mark was a he performed that <laughs> yeah, last day the last show uh and then oh yeah. really you did the last and, show uh, mark? Yeah, was there. Uh, uh, ben did the very no. last show oh wow okay yeah i did the second to the last show um ben and, and i alternated we let bras come in um the, the, did you go the day before right buddy yeah, yeah, I came in the day before. I don't want to be there. I don't and want to I perform the last day. As much as he wanted, and he had a good time, and I was glad to see him uh, do the show again. Like you know, because we always worked the same role, so it was hard I to did. see each other do it and stuff like that. So it was kind of cool and honor. And I wanted to let him do as much as he wanted to do with it, knowing that we were going to have the very last day of just uh, alternating between Ben and I to close the last day. It would have been fun yeah. to have the original cast yeah. from the very beginning to do get the together last show. to do the last show. Wow. And, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and Mark, I mean, uh, I know uh, after the show like concluded and then you guys came out, um, uh, you did a great like dance. For final encore, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tried to put the Latona, the Latona dance into it. <laughs> My buddy. That was great. That was great. That brought a smile to my face. Yeah, I was, was like, great. well, it still um, looks like they're having fun, you know? Yeah, it was a, it was a great way. To, and in fact, it closed on the, on the day of my birthday, my 57th birthday. So got to, kind of good on a whirlwind, uh, kind of iconic, but also ironic the same time that uh, closed on my birthday, um, which was kind of cool. Wow. Wow. So... <laughs> Uh, this this is probably going to be the touchy subject so you guys just 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 tell me and then i'll be like all right eddie shut up what is going in place of t23d is that something you can talk about or no 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 sorry i'll I'll tell you i don't give a shit (laughs) (laughs) no i actually have no idea well uh Actually, I mean, Eddie, have you heard any rumors at all? I have, and uh, well, first of all, let me just tell you how happy I am that uh, Terminator in Orlando is not going to suffer the same fate as in uh, Hollywood because the Minions have already uh, had their place. So, uh, like, we know yeah. the Minions are yeah. not going in there, and th- and that's just disgraceful, honestly. Like that they were that they ripped out T two three D in Hollywood to put Minions in there. Um, that's that, that's awful. For Orlando, I've heard that it's Jason Bourne. That's the big thing. Um, and, and, and to me, that honestly doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But that's just me. Um, Jason Latona would make more sense. <laughs> Jason Latona ride. And I, can finally do my, I can finally do my stand-up, Eddie, that you're talking about. 
<laughs> you get your tickets, you get a fast pass, you come in and I roast you and then you leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I did I did that for 10 years. Sorry, dude. I'm not, I'm out. Yeah, right? <laughs> so whatever is going in there, and I think that you guys do know, you don't have to tell me, but do you think that it's worthy, like a worthy successor? I don't think we'll know until we uh, actually see it. Yeah, I, I really honestly couldn't say. I don't know even. Um, I, I Since I've done this the other show with Terminator, I, I just can't see anything being better than that. And the opening cast and, the, and the, the very first group of people I got to work with, you just can't duplicate that. You just There's just no way. Um, I mean, like from Joan Donnelly to uh, Brenda Shea, you know, you got uh, Kiana, and then you had um, um, uh, Lisa Walcott. Mm-hmm. You had Jason. You had, uh, you know, you had uh, Jason. Uh, That's it. Yeah, Jason. You had <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I had I had an awesome counterpart. Dave Sadler was a, was a fantastic counterpart. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and because Dave Dave loved the show as much as I did, and and you had um, you know Dale and Eric Holderman. Um, uh, yep. the, those guys were great. T one thousands. You know, Brian Pollock. Um, Dave Franzen. I mean, those guys were all awesome. Yeah, we had, and then we had uh, Jeff, myself, Steve Hanneman, um, and then who else was the uh, Daryl Sterner? No, or was it? Uh... Well, yeah, the the yeah the fir- the original five actually didn't really last that long. But yeah, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby came in uh, after me. Even uh, I, I was there. Yeah. I, I got to yep. go. I got to either stay with you guys and do, or go to. Europe to do the thing. And I ended up wanting to go to Europe to do the promo thing. So I missed out on the really true, good, fun stuff with you guys on the opening and stuff. But uh, still, I got to work with all you guys firsthand. And it's just, you know, it was amazing. I just don't think you can, re- I just, back to the discussion, I don't think you're going to top that. Mm-mm. Yeah, they're, they were, I'm, you know, still being on property and, and, and being around the building. And, um, and like Mark said, they're, they're actually starting to um, to let people into the building for like tech things and and take a look around and they're they're going to do a thing called a workshop where they they bring people in and they're going to do stuff with the elements and stuff. But that's about as as much yep. as we really know. Uh, don't know any other, other than the fact that they're they're really going to try to use some of the the same footprint. I guess is the best way to say it. You know, like maybe the the seating. Uh, will be about the same. It'll still be like a 3D kind of thing, I think. I, I don't even know. I, um, I, mean, I couldn't even hopefully. speculate on that either to even help you out with that. Yeah, I mean, this... You know, that uh, confidence there. I, do, I don't know at all. I, I really don't even want to just guess at all either. But you know what's crazy? Universal right. always does is they they like they miss the mark. Like, for instance, I'll give you an example. They get rid of the King Kong ride. And then, yep. like a, th- a year later, Peter Jackson reboots King Kong, and now you have King Kong and um, the the Skull Island and the Godzilla yeah. movie. And it's like they get rid of Terminator, and like two years later, there's another. You know, you got Terminator Genesis, you got now the new Sarah Connor, uh, the new Terminator Dark Fate. You know, it's yeah. just like because they're they're trying to do this, like it's like they're always backwards. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it, and it sucks. It's it sucks because they they like it, it's like they get rid of again. Like I, I like I hate to be like negative, but like. I loved Universal as a kid growing and seeing like a, like an actual movie studio, like when they had Alfred Hitchcock and uh, stuff like that, you know, way back in the day. 
Um, I just thought that was so cool. And then it's like they, they, it's like they want this instant gratification, but then by the time that attraction opens, no one cares about that thing anymore. If that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like leave it Terminator. It's, 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 it's timeless. It's already proven, you know, it's proven it, you know, things like jaws and King Kong are all timeless things. And like, you know, it's sad to me that they've gotten rid of these timeless things. Like you say, for things like minions and you know, uh, whatever else, you know, if it, if that's true, Jason Bourne, I'm like, I'm like, really? Like, I I don't know. It just makes me sad. Again, I don't know anything about it, so I can talk about it because I know absolutely nothing. Um, But uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I will say that they had to add on to the building. That's all about, I know they, they had to bump out the walls and put a big, big thing in the back part. So they, yeah, they, they definitely blew out there. Jason, it was crazy, dude. I was walking on the, uh, the back road there and you could actually see if you're on the hard rock side, you could see straight through to the other side. Like the walls were gone. It was that crazy. is my. I just want to tell you guys. I don't. Like I don't want to. I don't know how to tell you, but I am coming back. That's my new dressing room. <laughs> yeah, <Sweet>. so, <laughs> that's. <laughs> I. It, it is. I. I'm Jason Bourne. So I'm not. Yeah, that, okay. that's what okay. it is. Oh, awesome. And that's just for hair, <laughs> hair and makeup. Laborna. Hair and makeup. Universal's actually but, suing me. That's why I have to come back. I have to. I have to do ten years for free. I have to do t- they realize they overpaid me for ten years. So I got to come back as Jason Bourne for the next ten, yeah. but free of charge. So it kind of sucks, yeah. but whatever. Oh, I miss you. Uh, God, I miss shit. you, bud. I know, right? I miss you guys too. You guys are awesome. It's good to hear everybody's voices. Like I said, it, it's funny because, yeah. like Eddie said at the beginning, it's like I haven't literally heard Kiana's voice since 2000 probably six seven somewhere around there yeah. or mark yeah. you know i think bros and i talked a few times um yeah. over the years but uh but like you said it's like you don't miss a beat you know no, um no. because it was we we really were like that opening cast was really like family i think because we did we took so much pride in what we were doing we, we all dedicated ourselves we put such crazy hours in to open that show and um you know and it was it was like one of those experiences that um you know bonded everybody forever you know without sounding too cliche about all that romanticism yeah wow guys I, it's just it's such a special thing and and whatever goes in there obviously uh there is no official announcement um but i hear that it's supposed to open this year and it seems like time's running out um i don't and it's right. like there's, really no, <laughs> there's like no movement there's no there's no outside as far as I can tell there. Like it just still looks the same. I don't know if I'm secret now, who cares? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. It's well, you're, you're not going to see anything on the, the facade. You know, that, that building takes up a huge footprint uh, yeah, behind that facade. So you, yeah, they'll, that'll be, they can do that like overnight, the, the facade out front, but it's the building in the back. That's really taking the time and, it ain't gonna be this year. I'm gonna tell you that right now. It won't be. It won't be by the end of the year. Yeah, it'll be probably. I would my guesstimate, just based on like other openings and rides and stuff like mid that. 2020. I would say probably like the yeah, either mid or maybe even a soft opening somewhere around maybe spring break of next year. That's probably what I'm thinking. Huh. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Mm. Yeah, you never know. Uh, who knows? They, they, they what's going on inside that? But I. I that's like Terminator. I mean, when we opened Terminator, we thought that was going to take, you know, we were supposed to be open, I think, by, by, by um, yeah, spring break. Yeah, we didn't break. know what it was going to be. And that's what they were hoping for. We didn't know it was yeah. going to be a real ride or uh, anything. We just heard it was Terminator was going in. Yeah. 
and we were supposed to open for spring break and, and it got pushed back and then people aren't hold and we're like, Oh, what's going on? And elements of this and elements of that. And the next thing you know, it, it, when it does open, whatever it is and whatever it was. And, you know, like when we opened it, it's like we hit the ground running and let's just go, you know, and then everyone's going to be like, eh, it's not this, it's not that, but you know, it, the magic of Terminator is just that it was yeah. it was magical it's, and it's hard to it's just not going to be yeah, duplicated can't. anytime no soon. Uh, just we had a, a bunch of happen. special people that we just worked with and everybody's craft was just incredible. They they took it seriously. Um, We're forever a lot, family. A lot of hard training, a lot of hard work. Um, yeah, I mean we put our heart and soul into that place and everybody that at least for our first, I think at least even my cast and, and of course the up ones that they, we took the most pride of all that. And then we saw as the years happened, went down, it's like, why are they letting this place go down? Why is this being broke? Why is this, they're not fixing this? Why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing that? Uh, you know, just a lot of elements and stuff started going by the hayside and uh, just really started making things um, just not as, not as uh, attractable anymore. Just, it didn't make it worth you know, worth its uh, weight in gold. So, you know, you saw it the very first year, I think that was the most incredible feeling you would get because everything was like spot on. It was just like dead on lighting cues, everything. Um, you know, like we had things that went off in elements and things here and there, but for the most part, it's just the cast is like, we're the, we're the most incredible, hardworking, uh, bunch of good looking Jason Latona type people. <laughs> <laughs> we, we actually we, we're so good looking Eddie we actually did a calendar yeah, yeah. one oh year God, of the team manatee right. too <laughs> Mark still uses Mark, and Mark still uses it that's what's weird it's, he still uses it <laughs> it's, it's the calendar he's still he's like yeah today's Wednesday Wednesday <laughs> you would know yeah, he has he has no idea. He's always a little bit off and everything like that because yeah, he's still using that calendar. Oh. <laughs> what can I say? I feed off memories. That's funny. <laughs> uh, what else do you want to know, Eddie? <laughs> uh, really, uh, like the last thing I definitely because uh, I you know looking at my notes here, I just wanted to. Um, uh, touch on this and this is uh like definitely a sensitive thing and and i don't want to come off like you know because i'm obviously not in your guys' shoes and the, the the family bond that you guys established but uh the one character because we did essentially have uh mike on here as the t1000 so but then he dropped off and is sorely missed um but the one person, like the one character that we obviously cannot forget is uh, Kimberly Duncan, I know. the person yeah. who, who really ushered, no pun intended, everybody into the theater. And, and uh, uh, I, I reached out when I was planning this idea of you know, trying to assemble as many people as possible um, after uh, Brad kind of pointed me in the direction of Jeff and Mark. Uh, I, I, I reached out to two of the Kimberly Duncans, Chelsea, uh, I don't know her last name, Panish, Panish. Yeah, yeah, Panish um, yeah. and Stephanie Warner. And uh, I just wanted to, because I uh, found out that, um, you know, Stephanie is going through some pretty difficult times and uh, yeah. I just want to offer my condolences and, and, and I really hope she's doing well. I don't know if you guys can confirm that or... 
she's she's doing she's doing much better. I we talk all the, all the time on Facebook and stuff. So she seems like she's uh she's fighting the fight, you know, of the big C. So um but she's doing real, she's doing really well. She's uh she's uh just going through some up and down, you know, things more ups than downs though, but she's had a, she's had a little rough which has made it difficult for her to come on. No, I, no, trust me. I understand. Yeah. When I found that out, I I, I, I was shocked because yeah. I just, I think, I think when I uh, look back on all the times I went to that show, I think she was literally always the Kimberly Duncan I saw. And, uh, yeah. you know, she was just really like just every performance, yeah. you know, you would always see differing kind of uh, um, uh, tones that she would do, but it was always a consistent performance. And, uh, just, just, she seems like she's such a bright person and, and such a fun person to be around. And I just wanted to, you know, uh, kind of name drop her here, you know, and, uh, sure. uh, uh, just wish we could have gotten her on because, uh, Kimberly Duncan is definitely a very, uh, pivotal character in the attraction itself. So, um, I just want to say that, um, you know, wishing her the absolute best and, uh, from that, I just wanted to ask you guys uh, one last question, and then I just have a couple of questions uh, that because I put this on social media and got a, uh, a lot of questions. Actually, I just kind of brought it down to a few, so we didn't take too much time. But what is your fandom for the actual franchise of Terminator? Each and every one of you. Uh, I'll start. I mean, for, like, well, like for me, like I said, I'm looking at my yeah, Terminator, uh, my T800 from Terminator One uh, sideshow collectible. Uh, that I have, and he's fucking perfect. And like I said, Terminator is just one of the movies, Terminator 1 and 2, is still one of my favorite movies of all time. Terminator 1 being my favorite one. Um, and uh, I, I, I got... I I, I had, I just, cause I, I love that movie. I thought, you know, that movie for when I was a kid scared me and I love horror movies. Like I grew up watching, you know, having like my room was full of Dracula and Frankenstein. Like I loved horror movies ever since I was a little kid, but Terminator actually scared me. And because it seemed like something that, that kind of could happen, you know? And what if there was a guy, even like not a robot, but what if someone wanted to kill you so badly, they didn't give a fuck about getting arrested or anything like that. You know, I was like, man, that's crazy. They just don't care about the law. And um, uh, like I said, for me, though, watching um, the uh, they just uh, after Terminator to me, the, 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 the it ends at Terminator 2. Um, I think Terminator 2 was the perfect ending to that um, to that uh, franchise. And uh, since then, with Terminator, I mean, I've seen all the, of course, I've seen them all like Terminator 3 and the and, uh, yeah, what with Salvation and. Uh, Term- Terminator Genesis had me like cursing at the movie screen the way a African American yes. person would because uh, I-, I was so angry at because I played John Connor you know what I mean and them to turn John Connor into this thing I- it was like literally watching a blasphemic movie about my family you know saying like oh yeah when Jason's mother was uh, uh, in her early 20s when she had to do crystal meth and suck off people for money that's what it felt like I was like what the hell is this is Fox on this I'm and um but uh it, it did i and i just couldn't well i even tried watching it again and i was at home and i was angry and uh and now with this new one coming out i i just don't know you know will i go see it of course i feel like i'm obligated to but um for me it the franchise ended with t2 actually with our with t2 3d um but uh with as, as far as the general pop you know films the terminator 2 to me was the last it's terminator 1 and 2 and then that's it yeah 
Is that basically the consensus between everybody? Mine, yeah. mine the same way. Uh, the very first one, because uh, it left everything like like something was new all the time happening, and it was the introduction of what is going to happen and how it's going to run and who's going to take over the world and um, all these. You know, just it's just the future was out there. That it's like, man, this shit can really happen. This this is for for real. And to have to make it a movie of it and then us get to do it, it just was, like, incredible. I just uh, – there's – there's yeah, it was – let's say the first one. And I like the second one, too, but the first one was mine. The best, the yeah. Best. Hands down. So I, I think Jason's smoking crack, but that's just me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bro, if I, you uh, tell me – wait, if you I mean, tell I me you like the- Terminator Genesis, I'm hanging up and I'm unfriending you on Facebook <laughs> – Right fucking now. I'm unfriending you. I'm telling you. Eddie, can I say, just as, as the Terminator himself right here, Genesis was the, the, the epitome of the entire franchise right there. Okay. We we spent hours. No, we spent seconds coming up with the script. <laughs> and um, no, it's. It, it, Genesis, I it, I took it for what it was worth. You know, I wasn't I wasn't like Jerry. I wasn't like Jason. I wasn't yelling at yelling. the screen. I was yelling. You know, I was angry, dude. I, I was more. I was, dude. If they were like your sister's getting raped, or you can fucking end the production, Terminator Genesis. I was like, she can dip in for herself. I gotta step in. This is bullshit. <laughs> this is bullshit. I, what am I? I can't watch this. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, so I mean, I was a fan of like the original, but T two was like my favorite. I loved the second one. That was like that was the best. And I I remember even before I got my job at Universal as a Terminator, I actually went as the Terminator as at Halloween like two or three times, like like two or three years in a row. I was like Terminator doing it. <laughs> it was just like my go to. And then you know, having actually been cast in the show it was like it was it was perfect. And and we. Even as a cast, we we'd have Terminator Christmas parties, and we had uh, the the Judgment Day party when the actual Judgment Day came and went. You know, we actually had a huge party where we had the entire cast and crew over at somebody's house, and we just, you know, it was like you know we had a countdown to that day, and yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like we just it was it was crazy. I mean, how much we all of us, you know, even even if you came in as like a a, a mediocre fan, you you left as like a yeah. diehard fan and you knew every little nuance of cyber nine. You knew every little thing of, you know, of miles Bennett, you know, you know, the you know, Memorial auditorium. It was just everything about it. It was like you, you eat, live and breathe Terminator all day. And you listen to Arnold go, you down, you know? And <laughs> it was like, it was just, you know, Buckethead. You know, I have this, <laughs> my, I'm sitting in my office right now and I'm looking up, I've got a freaking silver, like skull on on my oh, my thing, that it's a yeah, right. I know it's not a it's not an actual like you know like a um a T one thousand or T uh whatever T eight hundred no T eight hundred yeah no the T eight hundreds because they would they just didn't have the Got freaking uh, endoskeleton on them so but I don't it's not like the red eyes and stuff but every time I pick it up I'm like he was my college roommate <laughs> I just gotta say it every time it's just like you know it's. <laughs> And I'm like, when I dust it off, I'm like, I'm like, it's okay, little buddy, I got you, you know, wow. stuff like. That. It's like we we laughed so much that you know we poked fun at the T1 million, and we just it was like we 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 
like we're part of the whole Terminator franchise and seeing the movie come out. Yeah. We're, we're definitely like Jason. We're a little like, you know, I don't don't like to get that way, but one of the, uh, one of the, my my favorite memories. And um, I don't even know if like anyone was around for this, but um, if Eddie, I don't know how how geeky you are. um, But uh, I got one of the things that was really cool for me is I got to meet Brad Fidel who did the music for Terminator one and two. He wrote the dun, 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 dun. And he actually did do our score for T23D. And um, it was really cool for me. I got him to sign my Terminator, I had uh, the Terminator CD, and I got hit the original soundtrack for Terminator 1, and I, he signed it for me. And That's he explained, cool. like, to me, did you guys, I don't know if you guys were there for, that, for any of that. Like, I just remember just staying after, and I was like, I think that they're like, That's Brad Fidel. And they're like, Holy shit. And I knew who he was. And he was kind of geeked out that I knew who he was because I don't think anyone else did. And, um, uh, and he told me how his original, the dun, 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 um, that how he just wanted it to be lifeless. Uh, if you remember in the first Terminator movie, there was like, no, there was, it was just a drum and that synth synthesizer. And, um, and he said that how he wanted the theme to be lifeless and, um, yet like a heartbeat and a pulse, but lifeless. And, uh, and I just, I always remember that conversation that we had and everything like that. But for me, that was just a really cool moment to look back on that. I'm like, you know, uh, that I got to meet Brad Fidel and the composer of the Terminator, you know, which is such a iconic, you know what I mean? Score. If you could play that, dun, 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 everyone knows it's Terminator. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like the Jaws theme and, you know, certain things like that over the years that you, you just have to hear, you know, like three measures of music or whatever, three, you know, three, four notes and that's it. And you know what the, the, the theme is. Oh yeah, Jason. I mean, uh, my fandom is literally my ringtone is that. Yeah, there you go. There <laughs> yeah. you go. Um, my ringtone is that. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I think we actually uh, have the same bust. I have the same one. It's uh, from the chest up, right? From sideshow. Uh, no, I have the full the full T eight hundred with like battle damage. He's got like the he's got the uh, cop. Um, I mean the police station uniform on. Um, he's, uh, he's got like, he comes with the shotgun, the, the 45 long side with Lisa sighting and the 12 gauge auto loader. He comes with both of those, uh, <laughs> which is one of my favorite scenes in any movie ever, uh, phase plasma rifle in the 40 watt range. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, but that's the one he, he's the, ter- the T 800 from, um, full bus from uh, sideshow or yeah. T- uh, hot toys. Nice. Okay. Yeah. 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 But like, that's just. That, I mean, that's just obviously, and then I have the podcast, and it's Terminator is my thing. So um, it's just been such a pleasure talking with you guys. And uh, I was going through the questions, and we actually covered a lot of them. Um, there's two that we didn't, and then I have one, and then we're going to wrap this up because you guys have been super generous with your Yeah, time. I, got, I, I actually got to go to work. <laughs> Well, we're going to be kicked right, out of perfect. we're no going to get kicked out of Perkins in eight minutes. So, <laughs> yes, no worries, no worries. We're going to wrap this up. Um, We've already eaten way filled. <laughs> uh, the first one is uh, from uh, Facebook, Derek Dodson. He wants to know: Is there any word on preserving the attraction? He says I could totally see it being preserved in virtual reality, but like I think he means like kind of honored in the next attraction. And I think Jeff, you touched on that, right? It's very front store. Uh, yeah, they always throw something. It'll be very, very small though. It'll be like a, a patch or it'll be a a picture of somebody or it'll be something small, but yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be in there. I guarantee that's, it'll take you a while probably to find it, but the, uh, the, the super fans, you'll find it right away. I'm sure Eddie, but 
who knows where it'll be. I'm, I'm sure I'll be looking for it, and I'll probably walk right by and be like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, I'm sure they'll have, they always do something like that. Yeah, I guarantee you that there'll be something inside the building somewhere in the queue line, queue area, whether it's a virtual queue, whatever it is, but there'll, there'll be something about Terminator there, I guarantee that. All right, perfect, perfect. Um, and, the, and the other one is uh, from Facebook as well, Tyler Hat with two Ts. Uh, any DVD or Blu-ray of the show? I don't think there is. And then he says, if not, why? All in caps. Aww. Oh, not that I know like, of. Why, yeah. why was there never like an actual kind of like recording of it like a full-on professional recording of it that do the copyrights or something no i think it's just from technical a technical ability you really Uh, couldn't uh i think you really couldn't yeah you because of the lighting versus the 3d versus being able to see us you'd have to pick yeah you'd have to pick one um i know for me uh uh eddie uh if i ever get to meet you um because i'm i'm planning on being in orlando um in uh in november uh, me and my wife are going to come down to orlando for a trip so hopefully i can get to see everybody but um if i find it i have uh um i don't know if you, if, if you'd be interested i'll give it to you man just for doing this it's really cool but i have um the film from the original from t23d um one night they were throwing away the film and uh they gave me literally a roll of film which it, it's the film that went through the imax style projector um, so, you know, I made like little, like a little thing, you know, like a little shadow box with it, but I remember having a bunch of film. If I find some, I'll give you a, like a slide for a couple slides from the film. Oh man, absolutely. Um, I definitely want to, uh, cause I know Mark and Jeff, I have you guys on Facebook, but, uh, Jason and Kiana, I'd love yeah. to get you guys just to stay in touch. Yeah. Cause this is, yeah, this cool, has of been course. awesome. Really. Thank um, you so much for this time. This has been great. Oh, absolutely. And, and the final question, this is something that has always bugged me and please give me some semblance of sanity when the only thing that I really had to nitpick with the show was how did you guys make sense of the T-800 coming through fully clothed on a motorcycle? <laughs> it bothered me too, man. I, I lost lots of sleep on that. Because <laughs> I know it's a theme park yeah. show, so he can't be naked, but it kind of contradicts know the rules yeah i um i was i was such a sick i was such a stickler that i would actually show up to work naked um before because (laughs) i i I wouldn't allow myself to clock in 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 clothing that's how that's how uh, that's how serious i took it (laughs) mark mark really appreciated that fact too by the way (laughs) actually i I appreciated it too as a heterosexual man i was very fond of (laughs) yeah I'm, I'm a nice guy. They'd all be waiting there with fucking popcorn um, and Cheetos. Yeah. Yeah. The, there's there's no way to justify that. That was just suspended disbelief there. It was just like, got to just go with it, you know, enjoy the elements. And, uh, and no, you know what? I, I remember, I, no, I remember talking to um, them about it and they were like, this is the way they rationalized it. They said to me that because I remember bringing this up to like, uh, I don't know if it was Adam or Gary. And they said, well, it's because, um, you know, the, the, the things have taken different uh, because of the different time paths, you know, different uh branches that the time zones went off to or whatever that they had time to reconstruct the um the the time that they basically um revamped the time portal thing you know so the rules of terminator one and two didn't necessarily apply anymore because it was like a more advanced time portal kind of thing i remember they telling me that i'm like all right that's enough sure 
<laughs> yeah, they they just they they spent a lot of time at the other side of the the theme park by Back to the Future, so they're just taking some of yeah. their ideas, basically, just like yeah, time travel. Now we put clothes on, go go yeah. do that. And I think you have to. And how many people are you know are sticklers enough like that that literally that that would never even cross their mind? You know what I mean? And I'm like, I get it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess I'll go with it. It's just always bugged. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it didn't sound very reassuring, Eddie. Um, but. On that note, uh, let me just say, uh, Jeff, Mark, Jason, and Kiana, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you, man. It's been fun. You're welcome. And thanks, Ross, for reaching out to me, man. I appreciate you, brother. You're welcome. I love you guys. You guys are the best. Thanks for having us on here, Eddie. It's awesome. Absolutely. And uh, No, thank you. And I will keep in touch. Like I said, I'm going to reach out to you guys on Facebook and – and uh, we're going to stay in touch. And hopefully in November we can make that happen because I would love to see all you guys and, and just uh, it would be really cool. So um, on that note, uh, I, I, I end every episode of the podcast by saying keep on terminating. So I was going to see if we could all, uh, like on the count of three, end this by saying keep on terminating. Okay. okay. You got it. All right, here we go. Jason, I hope this isn't like too much of a thing because of like the delay. I don't know how bad it is. but <laughs> No, uh, I hear no delay. All right, sweet, perfect. Uh, here we go, guys. Thank you so much. On the count of three, one, two, three. Keep, Keep on, on terminating. terminating. Well, that's pretty shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. No delay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were delayed. I don't hear any delay. No. Screw you guys. Okay. Eddie, edit it. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> All right. Hey, man, let us know when uh, when the podcast is up to publish because I'll, I'll, I'll like tag it on my Facebook and uh, throw yeah. some stuff out too. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. I I uh, very much appreciate that. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much, and uh, have a good night. And Jason, have a good Bye, morning, Eddie. Thank, thank you, you so much. On. See you, brother. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye, Mark. Bye, Kiana. Bye, Bros. Bye. 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 Bye and kind of brought to life you know that was really I don't remember the day that it hit me um, but it quickly became one of my goals with the podcast and uh, I've been able to check off a lot of goals with the podcast and there's still a lot that I need to check off but that was definitely one of them that I was like I need to make this happen and I did and I seriously seriously from the bottom of my heart hope you guys enjoyed that one because it's one of my favorites and Follow me over on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at T101Podcast, because coming up around the release of Terminator Dark Fate, I haven't posted about this except for in a comment somewhere on Facebook, but uh, this is the official announcement. Uh, The entire cast that you just heard, Jeff, Mark, Kiana, Jason, and I, we are all planning on getting together in Orlando, Florida, 
and checking out, watching, in the theater, Terminator Dark Fate. How insanely awesome is that? I am so, like, beside myself. Um, getting together with them, meeting them, seeing them in person, um, you know, after this experience, you know, I met Mark and Mike uh, when I did my T2-3D kind of backstage tour, even though it wasn't backstage, um, when I got to kind of meet the cast at Universal Studios with my good friend Durant Cinema uh, when he was visiting. I got to meet Mark and Michael. They were in the photo that I took. Um, but yeah, this is going to be really awesome to get everybody together, hang out, chill, uh, and check out Dark Fate. So that's that's what the plan is. Um, and of course, like I said, follow me on social media because I'll keep you guys up to date on that. So without uh, dragging this on any longer, further, um, thank you for listening. I really, really do appreciate it. And until episode 41, keep on terminating.